Yo, what up though? Welcome. How y'all feeling? To IGP Quick Takes. Inspire guys, people. I'ma just give y'all a little something real quick. Like, you know. Been here for a minute, man. It's kind of like a freestyle, but in the form of a podcast. Uh, yeah. Turn me up. Uh, it's gonna be good. I ain't really got time for this. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is a quick take, people. Come on. Woo! Guys, people, I'm so excited, man, to talk to y'all today. Uh, we got just a couple of topics, you know, IGP quick takes. Hopefully y'all been enjoying the episodes and uh, y'all rocking with me still. So I believe that you are. All right. Here's a couple of things that I have on the docket for today. I think we're going to get to everything, but if we don't, I'll just move it to another episode. So um, we want to play. There's a clip from last week. So for everybody who listened to part one and part two of Erica Van Alstyne's story, um, then you you already know that that story was like not only was it just um, kind of the beauty of life of our ups and downs. Right. But what I'm really proud of Erica is for the fact that she's on that path to redemption, you know what I'm saying? And we should all be celebrating people um, as they're doing that. But she's not just on that path by herself. She's helping other people. I know for a fact that people um, who listen to the show called Erica. Um, a couple people hit me up and told me they called her. Um, so shout out to y'all. And not everybody wasn't even from Michigan, you know what I'm saying? So um, listen to last week's episode. If you or a family member uh, struggle with any type of uh, drug abuse or addiction, I really think that episode has something in it that can help you. And Erica is willing to help. She's a recovery coach. So, but there was something she said last week. And I, I really want y'all to like, like understand something like this vibe I'm on. I said, like, I said this on social media a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I have some advice for you. Listen to the advice that's already been given. And here's what I think. Sometimes I think we be trying to fast forward through life. So we just want a word and another word and another word. Give me a word and another word and another. Like, it's like, all right, sometimes I like to slow down and I like to like, all right, I listen to that. I listen to a book. Let me, let me, med- let me let- meditate on it is the word I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we got to really meditate. And it was something Erica said last week about doing the work. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to play like a 30 second clip um, from last week's episode, but we're going to expound on something she said. Because I have not been able to get over it since I heard her say it. It's been replaying in my mind. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I think I want to talk to y'all about why I bought two beds. Um, so, yeah, I'm like literally um, two beds right now. So I'll give y'all a little bit of that. Um, it's either the, I'm either going to talk about the two beds or the frozen orange juice. I don't know which way I'm going to go with that. Two beds or frozen orange juice. I'll, maybe I'll go frozen orange juice. And then the last topic of today, I think I'm going to share an email that I got from Sweden. Um, Derek, who listens to the show. Shout out to you, Derek, a faithful listener of the show. Um, he shot me an email. And sometimes when y'all email me, I think it's better to answer y'all questions through the show. That way you don't hear me just like reading my text and my type. You can actually hear my response. But also, you know, when I get questions through email, sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's like probably helpful to more people who are thinking the same thing. So shout out to Derek from Sweden. Uh, If you have a question, a thought, or anything you want to share with me via email, hit me up, jermainewilsonmusic at gmail.com. That's Jermaine, real simple to spell, 
uh, J-E-R-M-A-I-N-E. Wilson is W-I-L-S-O-N. And music, M-U-S-I-C, at gmail.com. Also, you can always see my email in the link or the description of the show. So for those of you who look at the description and read what this, today's show is about, there's like any contact information from people, like my email, how to listen to my music. Literally, you could just go in the link of the show description and click those or read those or whatever, copy them. And there you have it. That's my email. So thank you to everybody who emails me and everyone who's a part of the text community. The number is also in the description of the show. So those are the three things up. What do we want to do first? Uh, Let's talk about frozen orange juice. That's where we're going to go. All right. So Pete, right? Uh, me and my wife go to, y'all know I don't, okay, y'all know because of the line I work, of work I do in the corporate world, there are a lot of clients, like, it's like most people in the world feel like they are clients, that's not literal, but, um, and you know, I try to be respectful of the my professional work, I never know when I'm going to be doing business with someone, and so I don't like to say things that I'm going to have to regret or retract, so I do the best I can possible not to mention business names when maybe one day in the future, I'm going to be trying to partner with them at some high level or something. And I don't want to be reaching out to their executives and they looking at me like, oh, you're the guy my daughter listens to Inspire Guys People to podcast. And you said our orange juice was this, this and this. All right. So the restaurant name will go unspoken, unsaid. But I will tell you this. We were in the middle of nowhere at a breakfast place. There you have it. That's all I'm going to say. So we go there. The food was good. Like we had never went to this location because we were literally like we were no, nowhere near our house. It was like an hour and a half away, hour, hour and something away from home. And, uh, you know, wanted some breakfast and like, cool. You know, there we go. Um, we had just done some shopping. We went out to this um, this outlet and, and did some shopping before um, a trip. And there you have it. So we go to breakfast. Decent time, the waitress, like, really, she was kind of like, uh, you know, like, seemed like she didn't really want to be there, or maybe she just didn't want us there. You know, I don't know. Um, And I'm the kind of person, like, really, I'm going to give you a tip regardless, but I try to tip based on your actual work. So you got to be real horrible not to get a tip, and that almost never happens. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe once I can think of that I did that. Or I'm going to always give you, like, basic 15 to 20%. But then, like, if you're real good, you're going to get 25 30% or more from me. Um, yeah, it's just what I do. So this lady was just basic. But I'm going to be real with you. She wouldn't have got no tip at all. What happened was, so we go there, we sit down eating, and Tiff had an orange juice. You know, and the orange juices, she, like, she literally was just, the lady had brought the bill, right? And you know how some places are like where certain juices or drinks are not free refills, right? But Tiff had decided when the lady walked away, she's like, oh, when she come back, I'm going to ask for orange juice to go, right? So old girl comes back and she had already printed the ticket. So Tiff is like, hey, can I get an orange juice to go? This is what the chick does. She walks back. She goes in the back. But she turns right around and comes back. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, our juice is frozen, so we don't have any orange juice right now. Like, you know, so whatever. So she gave us the, the ticket that was already printed out and we didn't walk right out. Ah, this is, see when shady people do stuff, we didn't walk right out because we were still eating something or whatever. I went to go pay. And then when I come back, 
we are about to leave. And Tiff was, I was like, one of us said, like, watch somebody, because we have been here two, three minutes now over, like, watch another waitress come out with an orange juice. Lo and behold, as we're, as we're walking out, like, the front, the, another waitress walks past and going to another table and has a freshly squeezed orange juice. And look, we just left it alone because at this point, do you even want her going in the back and making your juice? So it was like, you know, it is what it is. Um, and she was still in the back when we saw it. And we weren't petty enough in that moment to want to stay. And like, what you going to like? At the, this was my thing, right? It was irritating that the lady was so lazy that she didn't want to like get us a juice. We was still going to pay for it. Nobody wanted a free $3 juice, but you so lazy. You Okay, I'm giving her, I'm saying lazy, and I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Because low-key, she could have been just evil. You know what I'm saying? It had a problem with us or something. And like, So my thing is, okay, I'm going to give you lazy. You're so lazy that, like, do y'all realize, like, I believe, that we should be striving to be great at everything we do. I don't think you are hurting other people when you cut corners in your life. Like, let me be real with y'all. I wasn't even really mad for real. It was just stupid to me. But I'm looking at the lady like, you're not really harming my life by not giving me the juice. I go to the gas station to buy seven orange juices. So you're not really hurting me. But what does it say about you? Like, see, to me, I look at it as more like, yo, that is bad. You're at work. You ain't going nowhere right now. But you so lazy, you don't want to reprint the tickets, so you lie and tell us that the juice is frozen? And I'm looking like, first of all, what type of juice y'all? Well, like, if it's fresh-squeezed orange juice, what type of oranges you got back there that's frozen? That's number one. But we gonna leave that alone. I'm not even stupid. It's just the fact that you are so messed up, either lazy, evil, like whatever it is, you a liar because you lied. Ain't no way to juice unthawed in three minutes. You know what I'm saying? But my whole thing is like, we think we're getting over on people when we cut corners. But I just want you to realize when you cut corners, you are really doing bad by yourself. Because I don't know how many blessings you didn't cut yourself short of because you won't go get an orange juice for somebody. Like, that's so low to me that I can't even be mad at you. But it is like, yo, like, you going to lie about that? So I, for me, I'm just like, yo, let me never be that bad at work. I don't care what you do. I've worked at fast food restaurants three times, maybe four. Um, I've done all type of jobs. I've washed windows when I was a teenager. At the end of the day, man, I want to be the best at whatever I do. I don't want my window the one that you can't even look out the window and daydream because I got streaks on the window. We just got to learn how to be great because we're great. And the other thing, I'm like, I told Tiff, I'm like, what are we really going to do? Go and reprimand the lady like she going to be in trouble because the lady was, I mean, she looked like she might have been, she was older. It, it was, she was mature. Let me put it that way. So it wasn't like she was young enough that I thought, Yo, let me go teach you a life lesson so you could change something. I'm like, yo, you know what? This lady has probably missed a million opportunities in her life because she thinks she's cutting us short. Like, you think you cutting me short because you won't give me an orange juice? Like, I, <laughs> it's not, like, yo, it, 
it, it's so small, but it's really big as it reflects on you. Like, you're not hurting me. At the end of the day, I went and bought a, a gallon of orange juice, and I've had several cups since that day. So it's like, yo, let's just be careful as we're living our life, as we're interacting with people, that we don't think we're cutting corners and getting over on people as much as realizing it's like, yo, we're cutting corners and we're doing ourselves an in-service, like injustice because at the end of the day, you might be blocking your own blessings by cutting people short. All right, let's get into this email from uh, Derek and Sweeten. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty dope. You know, I'm going to go ahead and just thank God that we can literally say that we have international listeners to this show. Thank you, Derek, and all the others, people in Austria, Australia, uh, Sweden, Canada. Like, man, I look at the countries listening to the show, and I'm like, who? Like, who? Who are y'all? So email me like Derek does so I can at least know who you are and like what country you are representing. Um, But man, we got a ton of international listeners, like really for real, for real. And I'm just grateful and thankful for you. And just also thankful to the Lord that, you know, I had this platform to be able to connect with people literally all over the world. So let's get into this email that Derek, Derek sent. He says this. Um, Let's see. Let's go to the question. I have a question. Lately I've been thinking lately I've been thinking about how the remnant of Christ keep going despite adversity. I'm curious to know brother, how do you stay strong in your faith? What is the main thing for you as a man of God when you record a podcast? How do you deal with people close to you in the audience that has not fully bought into your message for inspire God's people? I know I might ask a lot, but take your time to answer. Okay. Much love from Sweeten. I skipped a little bit of stuff, you know. Um, but shout out to Derek, man. A, a cool brother who sends questions, thoughts, and everything from time to time. He told me to take my time, and I did that because he sent this email about a little over a week ago. So shout out to you, Derek, and thank you for your patience. But I really did want to think about how I wanted to answer this, what I wanted to say, um, because I wanted to give it the respect of not just a quick answer, but a well-thought-out um, answer to the best of my ability. First of all, I think it's a great question. So um, for me, you know, he asked, you know, how do I stay strong in my faith? Um, he asked, how do I deal with family or people close to me that have not fully bought into the message? Now, first, I want to be honest, man. Like, you know, um, one of the things I love about the platform of this show is like, hopefully y'all get that I'm not trying to um, be on a pedestal or act like I'm not like just like you, right? Um, I'm a man. I have struggles. Um, I have ups. I have downs. Um, I have, you know, things I've had to repent for. Um, so I'm no different. I'm I'm not some like special, you know, person that's just like floating and, oh my gosh, Jermaine has no problems. And that's one of the tough things um, sometimes is that whenever you're, you know, for me, you know, being called to inspire people, some people can take it as you think you don't need inspiration or whatever God has called you to, you are, you know, above it yourself. And that's just not how it works, man. So um, now let's get into answering this question. First of all, there's a lot of people who don't um, buy into my message, right? Um, friends, family, loved ones, people I know, went to school with, grew up with. Um, not everybody buys into the message, even the things that you can look and you can know that someone needs, right? So we talk a lot about faith, business, purpose, finding your purpose, growing your purpose, finances, 
all of these things that we cover. And there's a ton of people around me that I know need the information. Um, and the number one thing that helped me, because um, I did used to get frustrated, Derek, if I'm just being honest with y'all, I used to get frustrated. And maybe still sometimes I get frustrated with the, with the the um, for different reasons, right? Um, with the people close to me, the frustration might be like, man, you see me. You like, you saw me when I, like, when I started. Like, sometimes people on the outside, like, y'all might not have known me. And so some of the things I'm talking about may not make as much sense to you from a personal standpoint. Because you didn't see where I started from when I first started talking about this stuff years before I had a podcast, right? Um, but then for the people maybe on social media or whatever, right, sometimes I get frustrated at the fact that people gravitate towards gossip and trends. And, you know, people care way more about um, did Kanye West and Kim Kardashian get a divorce than they do about finding their purpose or abuse, addiction, recovery, redemption, right? Like way more people care. Now, first of all, I got to be grateful for the people, the thousands of people who do care because I have a really strong listening audience and I appreciate you. So, Derek, I try to spend more time focusing on the people who do support. So a lot of times I try not to complain about whoever is not getting it because there are so many people who are getting it that I don't want to look past the one soul um, to my cousin or somebody just because they close to me and I want them to get it. Um, so I would say that's the first thing is being grateful for the people who do support for the people, it ain't even about supporting me. Like I'm, I don't, I don't like putting it like that because it's really about like the people who embrace the message, and I can see them go on to do for the Lord to do things in their lives. That's the win for me. So when I see people who listen to this show start a business or grow their business or get better at something um, or start applying scripture better, start praying more, start understanding how God is the head of their business and how to make that come to light. Man, those are the situations that really bless me. So number one, Derek, I would say um, gratefulness. I stay strong in my faith by gratefulness. Number two, I would say, and I think I'm going to give you three reasons. So number two, I would say I had to realize that I'm not God. And this is a tough thing. You know how they be like, you know, and forgive me, like I'm just Captain Save them. That whole, like, Captain Save, like, so you get people who always want to save. And I think we did a, a podcast, be like, early on called, like, Captain Save a Christian or something. I, I don't know. I think we I think we had a, or it, I was either going to name it that. But I think Super Christians, I think, is, I think it's called Super Christians, not Captain Save a Christian. Okay, we probably stayed away from that. That was probably written in my notes, and the Holy Spirit said, no. No, don't do that one. Don't even do it. But, but Derek, I, re I realized, man, that I'm not God. And as crazy as it seems, it sounds simple, right? But a lot of times I realized I was doing things like I was God. So let me give you an example. In the past, I would give someone's, someone good advice, something I thought was great advice, right? Something that they needed. But then I almost felt like I wasn't just giving the advice I was now emotionally invested into whether or not they receive it. And I found myself getting more frustrated about another person not walking and receiving the advice that really is God's advice, right? God using me to, to tell them something. 
But I start acting like I was God. What do I mean? Like, when God calls us to something, like the Bible talks about, like, one plant, one uh, water, another one um, reaps, uh, comes and get the harvest. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing. Sorry. I'm, I know I'm saying it wrong. Sorry to everybody out there who hates me because I said that wrong. Um, my point is, I had to realize, yo, God might only be calling me to water in this situation, right? So if God is calling me to water and I'm worried about the harvest, then I'm out of order because that's God's job. And so for me, when people are not getting it, Derek, I have to give it over to God. Now, where this really became like super helpful for me is because I realized I actually can't handle the burden of everybody's problems. And sometimes in our self-righteousness, we think we can, but I know I can't. So like I can handle giving you the advice. That's what I feel like God created me. Like he's gifted me to be able to give hundreds of people. Like I give people in real life advice the same way I do on this podcast. So it's it's not really a different. I do this in, in my corporate role. God has opened up doors where I'm doing the same thing. Sidebar, right? Just as an example. I get an email this week. and. It's a guy from Florida, and I've never met him before in my life. And he just reached out via email this week and said, hey, can I talk about you? Uh, can I talk about you? Hey, can I talk about you? That's not what he said. What he said is, hey, can I talk to you? I'm looking to make a move in my career, and I want to learn a little more about the side of the organization that you work on. And we set up a Zoom call, and I got on there, and I'm like, bro, like, I'm like, man, I... I told him what I do, what my team does, you know, what I'm leading, how how I got to where I am in my career. And he was just asking for advice. And I was just thanking God, like, I don't know him. And I asked him, like, how did you get my information? And he, like, he never really answered it. He said, man, I just, you know, found some people. I just saw that you did this. And I shot an email. I just, just figured, hey, maybe he'll answer. Maybe he won't. won't. And I answered. And so what's my point is God has gifted me in that area where I don't know why, but I like people and I like helping people and I like guiding people. And so God opens doors for me to do it. But you know what I don't like? I don't really like being a part of your problem. So like, it's like, I like to guide you and give you the information to hopefully help you get through the problem, but I can't really handle being a part of your problem. So with that guy, I gave him the advice I gave him. I spent 30 minutes talking to him, and I pray that God blesses him and gives him the job of his dreams. But I really can't walk that path with him. I'm not God. And I think sometimes we need to realize you're not God. It's not your job to, fit, to follow somebody around and stalk them after God used you to give them advice. Now, what that also means is I don't allow people to manipulate me in that way. And this is the last thing I'll say about that. Sometimes when you're giving of yourself and you're trying to help or guide people, there will be people that are manipulative of your time, of your energy. And what I mean by that is they're steady taking, taking, taking. And if they're misusing, abusing, or mishandling, not applying the information, they don't realize how stressful that is for a person. Um, any teacher is frustrated by a student who doesn't apply the information. But teachers love students who are willing to like give it their all and try hard. You will get, you know, you'll do all that. 
So I view it as manipulation if you constantly want advice from me personally, like, oh, advice, advice, I answer a question, answer a question, and you never do anything with it. That's like a slap in my face. And lastly, Derek, I'll say, you know, as it relates to how do I stay strong in the faith? How do I, you know, um, not like how do I deal with people not receiving the message, man? You know what? I am constantly learning, reading, praying, um, seeking God and growing and adjusting. So I believe in constant growth. Like I don't believe in like I've arrived or I'm something. I literally believe that I need to be better tomorrow than I am today. I need to take it one day at a time, though. I can't do it all at once. So a lot of times I'm really just being patient and trying to figure out where do I need to make adjustments? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not everyone else. Maybe I need to tweak my message and present it a little better. Um, so I'm always just trying to grow, learn, listen, um, all of those things. That is a everyday. Um, I, I, I really take a lot from reading books, reading books about leadership, about finances, about management, you know, about, um, you know, so many different topics. I take a lot from that. And I don't just read the books. I apply them. And those things help me even in ministry, um, even on this path and this journey. I'll give this last example. When you think about like, you know, COVID and uh, the vaccinations and all this stuff. And, and last year was the race wars. I've, I've said directly what I believe about a lot of these things, but I haven't spent a lot of time doing it. Because I don't believe I have to sit up and talk about something every day um, or live a life that is reactive to the world. So for me, part of how I keep my sanity is I don't wake up and watch the news or read the headlines. I more so am like trying to live and like be like, Lord, what do you want me to say? What topics do you want me to be on? And I found peace in that. I found a lot of peace in not coming on this podcast every week. And trying to argue with people about politics or, you know, the vaccination and this and all this. Like, I share my opinion sometimes on that stuff. Mostly, I think we're being very illogical in the world today. We are really discriminating against people. We're changing laws and freedoms. And it's a lot of things going on. But I've learned that I don't really see a lot of progress taking place in those conversations because people are so triggered by them and they've already come to their conclusions. So I kind of just, I try to constantly grow, but also be proactive with my material. So Derek, hopefully that answers your question around like how I keep um, my faith. And, you know, um, I think this next segment is even going to expound on that even more. So let's actually get into the last topic of the day. And that is a little something that Erica said last week on the show. So I'm going to start with that audio, and then I'll come back and give you some thoughts around it.
God's people, yo, did y'all hear that? Yo, she says she stopped doing the work. Look, man, you look, it's easy. It's easy to stop doing the work. Erica said, I got arrogant with my clean time. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to step back because sometimes we listen to things like this and we like, oh, well, she talking about drug abuse. I don't have no drug problems, so I'm good. Nope. This is what I love about godly principles. They apply to any area of life. I started thinking and I took a step back and I'm like, yo, all right. How many times in life have I lost my footing because I got self-righteous and started feeling myself? And that's the thing, like, whenever you start feeling yourself, you stop doing the work because what you start thinking is, it's not the work that's helping me do good. I'm doing this by myself now. And what I love about Erica's story is, like, she talked about the importance of Narcotics Anonymous and things like that. And some of us like to do what I like. They, we like to have what I call blind faith, right? Uh, oh, God. Like, we just say stuff like, oh, yeah, I'm good with God. And it's like, all right, cool. But where's the work to go with that faith? Because the moment you stop doing the work, the faith is useless. And so Erica says she got arrogant with that clean time. Listen, guys, people, don't get arrogant with your clean time. I don't care what, like how dope you are. I'm talking to myself too. I don't care how long you've been doing this podcast. You've been inspiring people. Don't start feeling yourself. When she said that, I just been thinking like the whole week, like, all right, let me, let me take inventory. Let me not start feeling myself and get arrogant with my clean time. What do that clean time mean? It can mean anything, any sin. Oh yeah. I used to struggle with this. Well, I ain't struggled for a year. I ain't struggled for six months. So now I no longer have to do the work. And the moment you put your guard down and stop doing the work, then the enemy comes in. You get what I'm saying? And so you got to work the plan. You got to keep working it. You got to not lose sight of where the Lord wants to take you based on distractions. All right. So y'all know where I want to go, right? I want to go right to the Bible. Faith without works is dead. Uh, today I'm reading from the New King, King James Version. I can talk. And we're going to read James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. Verse 14, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Question mark. Verse 15, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and no one of you says to them, depart in peace, uh, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? All right. Here's what it's saying. Brother and sister is naked and hungry. Right. And I tell them, be blessed and be warm like that. That's not works to go with my faith. Right. That that's not works to go with faith. But here, here's what I see. This is where this stuff gets so deep to me. Right. Because as believers, we are called to do so much to help those in need. But it kind of remind me of like what I was saying in response to Derek's question, right? Uh, I'll give you this example. You go downtown Detroit. I remember the first time I went downtown Detroit. Not the first time, but when I started working down there back in like 2015, I used to work downtown Detroit. And um, I had an office um, near downtown and I covered that area for work. 
And I would go down there, and I remember one of the first times when I started working down there, you start being down there more and more. I'm like, man, you know, it's so many people, um, you know, and I'm saying this respectfully. It's a lot of, whether it be homeless or, um, you know, drug addicts, whatever it is out there right on the corners, you know, I'm sorry, whatever whatever non-offensive way I'm supposed to say that, that's what I'm trying to say. So know my heart. Um, I remember I was going into a pizza place, and there was this man standing outside of there, and he was asking for money for a pizza. And I'm like, well, I'll just buy you the pizza. But my man didn't want the pizza. He wanted the money. And see, I was so naive back then. I used to do this all the time. Another time I went to a Coney Island, and every worker in the Coney Island told me, don't do it. It was a guy begging me for money. They was like, don't do it. We already know. And my man was trying to get me to give him money. But I was like, oh, I'm a bound fool. I bought my man some food. I kid you not. He took the food and went outside and threw it away. And they were like, he doesn't want the food. He wants the money so he can go get drugs and alcohol. So what am I saying? What I love about the works is that sometimes the work will expose like the enemy. So like you go downtown now, now you got to look for people who really are in need. I'm the kind of person that's like, yo, if that person is hungry, that person needs a coat, I will give you the coat off my back. I will give you the food. But if you want to take my coat and food money and do something else, then I got an issue. I'm saying that because we have to use wisdom in these things. But what the word is saying is that don't just give people words. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to have actions to back it up. Let's keep it read. Let's keep reading. All right. Verse 17. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. If faith doesn't have works, it's dead. All right, cool. 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. 19. You believe that there is one God you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. 20. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? 22. Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? 23. And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. 25. We almost done. Likewise. Was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? Lastly, 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Do the work. What I'm telling you today, guys, people, and why it hit me so hard when Erica said it, is sometimes we just talking. We can post memes every day, man. I can give you quote after quote after quote after quote. But if you don't mix some work with this faith, it's going to be pointless. It's going to do nothing for you. And here's the problem, y'all. Sometimes we're blaming the faith. Like we're blaming God. 
Like, Lord, why you ain't do this? Like, I'm tired of this. Uh, I'm tired of the word. I didn't heard that before. And again, I keep going back to Derek. It was such a good question the way he asked it. Some people don't want to hear about God, man. And I be knowing that. Like, sometimes people feel like I didn't heard it all before. And some, uh, it's like I want to ask, if you've heard it all before, what have you done with it? Because some of us is blaming where we are on what we heard. But we're not looking at what we've done. See, it's like, man, I can I can put out 200 podcasts, right? And you can you can listen to them and you can do whatever. But until you take something and do something with it, it don't matter. That's the thing. Do the work. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me, too. Do the work. Don't be a talker. Be a doer. Because at the end of the day, the reason we want to talk Talk faith and not do faith, if we being real, is because talk is easy. But the, they say talk is cheap, right? It's nothing. But when you put in work, when you sacrifice something, when you put in work, that means something. When Abraham take his son Isaac on that mountain, it means something. What are you taking to the mountain? Like, we want everybody else to sacrifice. We want everybody. Like, what am I taking to the mountain? Do the work. You can have all the faith. You can talk all the talk. It's not going to matter. And the moment you start, stop doing that work, the moment I stop doing that work and I start feeling myself and thinking it's no longer necessary for Jermaine, I'm excluded. Everyone else has to do all these things, but I don't have to do them. Then that's the moment that I fall on my face because I stopped doing the work. Stop working the programs. I'm telling y'all, I'll say this, man. And, I, and I'm saying this, uh, how can I say this? Like, I'm, I'm just being honest with y'all, being transparent. So take it, hopefully I don't say it wrong and don't take it wrong. But here's what I'm telling you. One thing that I'm super confident about in this podcast, and again, I'm, I feel like I keep answering Derek's question because it was so layered and such a, a good question to me. I appreciate you asking it. Like, one thing that I'm truly confident in is this. I gave people the blueprint. See, one thing in life is like a lot of times people want to tell you what like they don't want to tell you how to do something until they get all the way there because they don't want you to they don't want you to catch. They don't want you to catch them and they don't want you to pass them. One thing I know I could say is that I gave the blueprint and held nothing back with this podcast. So a part of why I can be at peace with whether people are on it or not. It's because I gave it to him and I did not hold nothing back. Everything that I'm telling y'all is the same plan I'm working. Do the work. And I'm so inspired right now. That's why I sound like this. I'm so inspired and motivated because there are some plans. There are some things that I'm trusting God for. There, like I got, I'm I got a plan. And I and I've been working the plan. I've been working the plan for years. And the thing is, it's like some of it has happened, some of it hasn't happened, some of it is in the works, some of it I'm having faith. It's all different levels of it. You know what I'm saying? It's not one thing. This walk with Christ is not one thing. This walk in this life and your purpose is not one thing. It's layered. It's so many layers to it. And that's why you got to keep doing the work. I was talking to Tiff yesterday and we were talking about like how people can like, you know, how people could be arrogant or something. And like, you know, if I'm just being real with y'all, like I can't 
I have in my flesh, I have that bag in me. You know what I'm saying? In my flesh, it's been times in my life that I've opened up that bag and like been like a little more flashy or something like that. And the thing that make it difficult for me now, and the reason I can't like, I don't, I can't live like that personally. It just like I can't just be all about how dope I am or what I'm doing or trying to convince people of how dope I am is because if it's like this. I feel like the moment you start thinking is you, then God takes the rug from under you. And my thing is like, no, Lord, I know it's you. Let me deny myself. The Bible calls us to deny ourselves daily. So I need to be living according to these biblical principles and deny myself. That don't mean I don't have some struggles in my flesh. That don't mean I don't have a thorn. I don't have some things that are that constantly, you know, when I would to do good, evil is always with me, like Paul says. So I'm human just like you. But I know that I got to do the work. What's the work? Reading the Bible. Um, sometimes I slip up on that and I got to re remind myself, read, do the work. Uh, praying. Sometimes I slip on that. On that. And I'm like, all right, you got to remind yourself, do the work. What I'm saying is like, it's a plan, man. I've given so many structured like episodes, like these six, step, six steps to purpose. The, do these three things. And I'm telling y'all, these are things I've done. Like I'm only telling y'all to do something that I've done and seen it work. But you got to do the work. You might have to go back to an episode to say these, these five steps or these six things. And don't just listen to it like I'm spitting bars and it sound good. Like some of us will amen ourselves to death. We will say amen to a thousand things that we never intend to do. And that's a shame. It's a shame, man. I'm going to read this and I'm out of here. Hebrews 4 and 2. This is a um, scripture from our church. Um, abundantly blessed ministries. Um, and here's the thing. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Why am I saying this? You need faith and works. You don't need faith or works. You need faith and works. And that scripture it's saying the gospel can be preached to you and profit you nothing if you don't mix it with faith. That's how important faith is. So it's like this. I don't look, I'm not going to take the blame as if my information is bad because you're not mixing it with faith and work. Like it's kind of like this. If I go buy some pancake mix from the store and just sit it on the counter and expect pancakes to come without mixing it with water and eggs and whatever else going pancake mix, then I'm out of my mind. The thing is, they give you the mix, but you got to add stuff to it. Some of us taking the mix, putting it on the counter and waiting on the cake, waiting on pancakes, waiting on like, it's like, no, bro, if you want a cake out of that oven or off of that stove, you got to mix something with it. And I'm telling y'all, we need to mix faith and works if we want to see results. Some of us are literally speaking results and not doing nothing. Some of us are doing results and not speaking nothing, not believing anything. At the end of the day, if you want to see the results that you've been praying for, you got to take faith and work and mix them together and trust God and see what God will do. And I feel 100% confident in telling you that if you do that, you will see godly results in your life. I can't promise you what those results are because I don't know what God's will for your life is. But I'm telling you, if you take faith 
And if you take work and you stop just leaning on you and what you think and what you believe and really taking it and work, do the work. And I promise you it'll bless you. All right, so before we get out of here today, man, I just want to share uh, one minute of a song that I wrote tonight. Um, actually, originally, as I was waiting for the computer to load and stuff, when I come into the studio, most times I just go and sit at my keyboard and I play whatever comes to mind or whatever. I'm an amateur player or whatever, but I love playing the keyboard. I always have. I really need to learn how to play for real. But tonight, man, um, the words, faith high, fear down. Um, came to mind and I started singing them and uh, I'm just going to share with y'all. I took like probably an hour break uh, after I recorded today's show because I really wanted to get this in like recorded in the studio um, and I kind of, you know, tracked out the piano, did some strings, just a, a little, a, a pretty raw track um, in just one minute, man. But I don't know, these words are just touching me and I just pray that it, it touches your soul, man. Faith high, fear down. Um, check it out. Let me know what y'all think, man. I'll see y'all next week. Hit me up, Music at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. Please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where you can listen to podcasts. Everything I pray for is here now. If I keep my faith high and my fear down. Everything you pray for is here now. If you keep your faith high and your fear down Everything I work for is here now If I keep my faith high and my fear down Everything I pray for is here now Cause I kept my faith high and my fear down I kept my faith high and my fear down so everything I pray for is here now.